Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 55. Welcome back, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Let's just get into it, man. We got a lot to talk about this week. Let's go. What do you got? Okay, I'm excited for this first thing. This is a Amazon original series. Just came out as this airs probably three weeks ago. I watched the whole thing in about two days. It's called Upload. It's 10 episodes. First one's about 46 minutes. The rest are about half an hour. It's a quick one. Now, this was created by Greg Daniels, who, of course, brought The Office here and uh, is behind Space Force, which we'll be talking about soon, I hope. The premise of this is very cool. Uh, The idea is that instead of dying, uh, right before you die, you can have your consciousness sucked out of your brain and uploaded into a virtual heaven that you pay for in advance. Different people have varying levels of like a country club heaven that they live in or more of like a uh, mental institution. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the weird thing is that you can still then communicate with people who are alive, including the uh, tech support people. And that's where this really gets good. So the star of the show is Robbie Amell. He plays Nathan Brown, the uh, guy who this isn't really a spoiler, but he right before he dies, gets uploaded to a very ritzy virtual heaven. That's paid for by his fiance. Uh, So he's a little bit stuck to her. And uh, again, they're able to communicate between uh, dimensions, which is kind of weird. But the real heart of this series is the tech support woman played by Andy Allo. Yes. I watched this too. I watched it in two days. I burned right through it as well. She's the reason to watch this. I had never seen her anything before. It turns out uh, she had a reoccurring on Chicago Fire. I never watched that. But she's a musician. Okay. And uh, she played with Prince. And she was in his backup band. I forget the name of it. The New Power Generation. And she is fantastic. She is the reason to watch this show. Yeah, I agree. She carries it. Absolutely. As much as I like the show and I enjoyed it, I don't think I would recommend it without her. I think she is the star of this, without question. Also a pretty good uh, contribution to the uh, leads is Allegra Edwards, who plays Ingrid. Uh, This was the main character's fiancé, who, because she's paying for this place where he's at and can load his uh, credits and stuff, she's kind of in charge of him. So it makes it harder for him to kind of develop a relationship with this IT lady, uh, Andy Allo. And uh, there's just enough conflict and character development that it really uh, it goes back and forth from being kind of moving and also very funny at times. Yeah, I mean, it's not your standard sitcom. I think you think, oh, it's like The Office or Community. It's not that. It's much more of a dramedy, wouldn't you say? Because yes. also they're dealing with death and murder. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of heavy issues in this. And I think it, you know, the tone of it, it works. It's very different. I also liked, uh, there's a kid who died, right? Yeah. So his parents have sent him to this place, but he has the mindset of a 19-year-old, but because he died when he was like 10, he's still like a 10-year-old. Right. But he's kind of fighting that. And I thought he was an interesting character. There's a lot of good little supporting characters in this. Yeah. 
It's pretty good. I thought it took a little while to get going, setting up the premise. It was kind of a little strange, but then it didn't take too long. You get it, and it gets right to the the main story and uh, what the characters are all about. I don't know. I really liked it, but specifically, Andy Allo was the real standout for me. Yeah. Easily. Now, now you wrote down here, I'm looking on some notes that you wrote, Kevin Bigley played Luke, who was great. You wrote BoJack Horseman. Yes. Because? Because you love BoJack Horseman, and he had done uh, voiceover work on that. Oh, okay. Right? Well, all so right. So there you get some little treat. There's oh. another reason for you to get excited about Upload. Yeah, it's a fantastic show. It's a quick watch, and it makes Coming you Coming back a for bit. a second season. Great. Right? Well, I'll be there. Already picked up. So this is, I would say, a total binge. Definitely. Okay, next. We got another big thing that we had to review right away. We love David Spade, right? Yes, if you listen definitely. to this show, you know how much we love David Spade. No surprise there. Now, he has a brand new Netflix movie that just came out called The Wrong Missy. It's one hour and 30 minutes. This is one of Adam Sandler's produced dealios, you know, with his Happy Madison productions. Yeah. You kind of know what you're getting from that. No, I'm not a big... Happy Madison, Adam Sandler kind of guy. I know you watch more of his movies than I do. They're hit or miss. They're hit or miss. This one is a hit. Yeah? Yes. For one reason only, Lauren Lapkus, the female lead, she crushes in this. Raunchy. Yeah, I mean, taking it to another level. I think without her, the movie's just, eh. Kind of a throwaway. It's not that great. By the book. By the book, right? You know where it's going. Pretty predictable. But she is what makes this worth watching. She is hilarious, man. Yeah. Don't you agree? I thought it was great. You get all the stuff you expect from one of these movies. You got your Nick Swartzen. You got your Rob Schneider. But she really, I think, blew it out of the water and uh, fit right in with those knuckleheads. Oh, yeah. She dominates this thing. Now, you've probably seen her in other stuff. She's been working for quite a while. She was in, I guess, Orange is the New Black, which you watched. Yeah. Right? She played Pete Holmes' ex-wife on Crashing, and she worked the computer terminal in Jurassic World, if you saw that. Yeah, she's around. She, I think she's a UCB person, probably, right? Yeah, anyway, huge improv background. Anyway, she's the reason to watch this, for sure. Now, Spade's playing a straight man here. He's good, but he's basically just there as a springboard for her. Yeah. Yeah. And he does a good job of it. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, good in it. Molly Sims is in it for a little bit. You know, not a big yeah. part, but she's all right. But like you said, it's your standard Adam Sandler type movie. I just think that this is just better because of one simple performance. Lauren Lapkus. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I watched it. I liked it. It's pretty raunchy, and it seems maybe a little bit more so because it's coming from her and not from one of the usual suspects like... Uh, uh, Sandler, or those guys, but she fits right in. It's great, great movie. What do you say? Well, I want to say binge. <laughs> but I want to say one more thing about Lauren Lapkus. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just it's a little side note here. She co-hosts a podcast with Nicole Byer, who's another stand-up comedian, called Newcomers. And what they do is they review things that they've never seen before. And they have done 12 episodes on every single Star Wars movie. They currently have 18 episodes devoted to Star Wars. They know a little bit about them through, like, you know, basically life and pop culture and hearing references and stuff. But they really have no clue what they're about. 
Now, if you're a Star Wars fan, this thing is incredibly entertaining and insanely frustrating at the same time because you want to reach out and just like constantly correct them. Now, every episode for each movie that they do, they have a guest on that's supposed to know more about Star Wars than they do. But a lot of the guests, this is what drove me nuts, don't know that much either. Because they're like, oh, I was born in 1984, so I caught him on, you know, VHS. And I'm like, only by the end, in the last couple episodes, did they get anybody that was actually alive when the originals came out. Like Paul F. Tompkins and Andy Daly, they actually know what they're talking about. Andy Daly, by the way, Ithaca College grad. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, that's an uh, online school? Yes. Okay. Very okay. expensive online college. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, look, if you like Star Wars and you want something that's kind of funny, and it's, it is it is interesting to listen to two people that know nothing about Star Wars kind of get into it and see how they feel about these movies, but just know it's also going to make you want to strangle them. So okay. I kind of recommend it. It's called Newcomers. I don't We don't really recommend podcasts on our podcast, but I am going to recommend this one. Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer. They're pretty funny on it. It's called Newcomers, and that's a little side plug. Great. So that's, a, again, that's a binge. Yeah. Two binges so far. Upload on Amazon and The Wrong Missy movie on Netflix. And I'd like to mention the reasons to watch those are the female leads. You are so woke, Demo. Oh, yeah. It's girl power. I'm all about it, man. Do you have the, one of those hats on, the foam the pink hat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure yeah. you have one at Of home. course. Absolutely. The reason to watch both those things are because of the women. Okay. All right. I've got something to surprise you with. Uh-oh. Now, I have here uh, Los Angeles Magazine. They still make that? Apparently, yeah. This one's not that old. It's uh, last week or something. Okay. So, because there's so many new streaming services, Disney+, Plus, Peacock, Apple TV, HBO Max, etc., uh, they put together a flowchart. This guy... Sean Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald is hyphenated Fitz hyphen Gerald, by the way. Ugh. But anyway, uh, this person put together a flowchart to try and help you pick what your number one streaming service should be because they all cost, you know, five to ten bucks a month. Yeah, oh, I know. Or five to fifteen, some of them. We should be getting a tax deduction on these, don't you think? Like when we oh, do our I tax at the end of the I year, totally it's like do. this is a business expense. Yeah, I do. Do you make any money doing it? No, but it's still a business expense. Yeah, that's true. Dues and subscriptions. Um, okay, so let's start. These are all going to be binary. I'll read the question and then the two. So it's options. like an either or? Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite genre, comedy or drama? Uh, drama. Now, they're leaving out a lot of options there. It's pretty vague. Next question. Okay, drama. How snobby are you? I regularly watch Vanderpump Rules, or I really feel lucky to live in the golden age of prestige TV. I really feel lucky to live in the golden age of prestige television. Okay, good. Uh, next question. Are you a Christine Baranski super fan? What? Yeah, that's what it says. Sounds like a roadblock. There's a picture of her head. All right, Very I'm gonna, nothing against Christine Baranski, but I am not a super fan, so no. Okay. Next question. Is your fave drama really a dramedy? No. Okay, well, that puts you at... HBO Max, fourteen ninety nine a month. Oh, that sounds about right. I it love does. HBO. That sounds like uh, uh, Fitz Gerald knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I wonder if he goes by Fitzy. Uh, so fourteen ninety nine a month. Now here's their little slug line for water cooler hits, new Westworld and old Ugh. Friends, plus DC, Studio Ghibli, and Warner Brothers. Studio HBO Ghibli. What's Studio Ghibli? 
G-H-I-B-L-I. I have no idea. Studio Ghibli is a Japanese animation film studio. HBO Max signed an exclusive deal to stream their catalog in the United States. Um, but that's uh, what your favorite streaming service Now, I got to figure this out. Do I have to pay for HBO Max if I have HBO? Don't make me pay for another thing. Right? Why am I going to pay for like something I sort of already have for a little bit more? I hope this comes with my subscription. Yeah, I doubt it, but I don't know for sure. All right, I'll get to the bottom of it. I'll do it for you. If you already have HBO, you should be able to get HBO Max for free, but that depends on your cable provider. Also, HBO Max is currently not available on the Roku or Amazon TV platforms. All right, let's keep going here. All right. What else you got? Okay, I have a documentary, Joe. Oh, good. Educational You're always fun. doing documentaries. I thought yeah. this week, what the hell, I'll switch it up. All right. It's on Amazon Prime. It's one hour and 11 minutes. It's called The Rainbow. And it's about the Rainbow Bar and Grill in West Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, been there. I've been there many times. We have a good friend that has his birthday there every year. He's obsessed with the place. Yeah. I have, to, I have a lot of history with this place. Okay. I've done some illicit things there oh no i have i'm not going to incriminate myself on my own podcast Uh. but let's just say i've done some things for the first time i thought i would never do and they happen to be at the rainbow that sounds about right right the place just makes you do crazy things i don't know what it is now it's a rock and roll mecca if you don't know about it it's where every person in rock and roll since the 60s has hung out and it's sort of stuck in that time I would say it's stuck in like 1986, actually, and it yeah. never got out of there. Like, if you want to go back to the 1980s, you don't need a time machine. You go to the Rainbow Bar and Grill on Sunset because, wow. When my friend was visiting uh, years ago, he's passed away now, but he, we love the same music. We both grew up on 80s glam metal. We loved 80s heavy metal. The first place I took him was the Rainbow. Lemmy was there. He was like, whoa, my God, this is the greatest place ever. And I'm like, yeah, if, if, if that's your thing, you got to go. And yeah. you got to watch this documentary. Now, it's got a lot of rock and roll people in it. It interviews Ozzy Osbourne, Slash, Gene Simmons, Lita Ford. Like I said, Lemmy. Lemmy's dead now, and he, there's a statue of him there. Right. Right? It's, it's huge. Life-size statue of Lemmy. Yeah. And also, they interview Ron Jeremy. Well, of course. Of course, because why not, right? I mean, he's in everything. Fun facts about the rainbow. Great pizza. Oh, yeah. Great food all around. Great food all around, which is amazing. You think it's going to be crap, but it isn't. It's really great food. I really love their pizza. I hung out there all the time because I used to work at a club next door called the Key Club. We'd finish there, and me and my friend Beth, we would go and hang out there. Upstairs, there was an aquarium with two fish, a little one and a big one. We named them Trapper and Taunter. I mean, I was there all the time. I had my best all-time Ms. Pac-Man game there as well. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know what the exact score was. I wrote it down. I can't find it. But, like, I will never have a better Ms. Pac-Man game than I had at the (laughs) Rainbow Room in 2001. Was Ms. Pac-Man chasing the dots or were you chasing the uh, lines? (laughs) (laughs) seen some weird stuff go on at that place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. But I have to say, what the big learning thing I got out of this was, I had no idea that the family that owns the Rainbow also owns the Whiskey-A-Go-Go. Okay. They own by the same family this whole time. So it's really the history of this family, basically how integral they were in the music scene for everybody. Yeah. You know, if they were in rock, they played at the Whiskey at some point and hung out at the Rainbow. 
So it's a good little piece of rock history if you want to watch it. Like I said, it's only one hour and 11 minutes. It did feel a little long. Oh. For an hour and 11 minutes, I was going like, how long is this going to go? It does get a little thin. Maybe you could take out 11 minutes. Hell, maybe you could do it in 45 minutes. Still, <laughs> like it. if rock is your thing, this is definitely a binge. Okay. Well, I'm going to check it out. The thing about the rainbow that always bothered me a little bit was uh, when we'd go to those birthday parties mm-hmm. in the upstairs. Yeah. Well, there's one good thing and one bad thing. For one, there's like rooms that you can climb up into and then another room off of that room. And oh, then, yeah. That's the uh, that's the naughty room. Yeah. There's there's like places you could go that no one would ever find you. You can sit in there and get herpes from like 1973. Yeah, you can. So it's just built for mischief. Uh, it's also built out of, uh, from what I can tell, balsa wood. I mean, if there was a fire, that place would be gone in five seconds. How has there never been a fire there? How is it still standing? I don't know. If, I've seen people smoking in there. I mean, there's no way it hasn't. It'll burn down in our lifetime, I'm sure, by accident. But the other thing that bothered me, being upstairs in July. I know. 110 I know. degrees. I know. I brought my girlfriend to our friend's party last year, and she goes, I love you, babe. You know that. But I am never going into that sweat box ever again. It's a sauna. It's an it's, actual yeah, sauna. And I'm like, what are you thinking, dude? Oh, no, it's cool. I go, no, it's it's complete opposite of cool. It is insanely hot up there, man. No air conditioning. Nothing. Not even a fan. No. So anyway, other than that, I love that place. I've had a lot of uh, good, clean fun there. I've had a lot of dirty fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I've had, the, you know, I've had both. But uh, it's definitely a great place. And I, I kind of want to watch that. They have AA meetings there, too. Did you know that? I'm sure they do. Yeah. That's got to be kind of crazy, though, to have an AA meeting where it's just like the history of just drunkards. Yeah, I guess. They do. They I, Now that I think about it, they do mention that they do have AA meetings in the documentary. Yeah. So if, like I said, if rock is your thing, you know, go for it. The Rainbow on Amazon Prime. It's a fast watch. Binge. Okay, lastly, I have a docu-series. A docu-series. Yeah. Mm. On Netflix. It's called Trial by Media. Six episodes. They're all, I think, 45 to an hour long. They run from 57 to 64 minutes. And it's six different cases that were sort of played out in the news or in the tabloids or in cable news or whatever before they went through the court system. And uh, thusly, the outcomes may have been decided more by public opinion than by uh, the actual justice system. So an example of this, you could say like, okay, the OJ case, the verdict in that case had more to do with public opinion than it did the actual case. Now, that's not one of the episodes, but that type of thing. So true crime, very well-made little documentary pieces. I watched, I think, one, two, and five. The first two are the best. So the first one is about the uh, Jenny Jones killings in 1995. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but a guy named Jonathan Schmitz was brought on to... I do remember this. Yeah? Yep. Okay, so he comes on to the Jenny Jones show. And he's got like a secret admirer, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, now this is... Jenny Jones was like uh, Jerry Springer or some of these... I don't know if everyone knows who that is. It was trash TV. One of the original trash TV types of things. Yep. So they bring this guy, uh, Schmitz, on there. You have a secret admirer. Oh, and it turns out it's your friend Scott. Okay, so... um, He feels humiliated. Well... At the time, he seemed like, oh, I mean, I'm, no, I'm not into that, you know, and it's like a fun thing. And I'm sure they all had a nice time in the big city and then went home to uh, wherever they're from. So then something happens 
and there's a conflict uh, back in their hometown, and Schmitz kills Scott Amadur for humiliating him. Uh, so he gets arrested, and there's no there's no doubt about um, what happened. He just he shot him. So he goes to jail, and the trial's getting ready to uh, start. And of course, uh, Schmitz's lawyer, uh, his defense is that the Jenny Jones show is to blame because they provoked this. They humiliated him. They wanted to embarrass him and uh, extort him. And when he when the show was over and he went home to be back in his actual hometown, it was too much and he couldn't take it. It was almost a crime of passion, stoked by their how they used him for their entertainment. Fodder. Yeah, which is an interesting point of view. Not a totally crazy point of view. Um, you know, he went and pulled the trigger in someone's face, but they really did something to this guy that messed him up. And he didn't seem like a real strong-minded person, which makes it even worse. Uh, so that was the first episode. The second one was about uh, Bernie Getz, who shot four unarmed... Well, not unarmed. They had, like, sharpened screwdrivers. He shot four kids on a subway because they were trying to rob him. I remember this, too. In New York, yeah. So they were trying to rob him for uh, whatever money he had, and they had uh, a couple of med screwdrivers... And he just pulled his gun out and shot all four of them and then shot one of them a fifth time and then just walked away. And uh, the city of New York, as far as I understand, was uh, rampant with crime at the time. People were getting mugged on the subway just routinely. So not surprisingly, a big faction of the city was like, good, good for them. They got what they deserve. Maybe we won't get mugged next time we go on the subway. There was a lot of support for this guy. And I understand that point of view. I don't know that that's right or not, but people were hailing him as the subway vigilante. And there's a lot of interviews in the second episode with Curtis Silwa, the founder of the Guardian Angels. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Uh, he used to be on Morton Downey Jr. all the time. Really? Yeah. They talk a lot about that. The whole case was very interesting. And, you know, like I said, the trial really happened in the media. Then they went to court. You know, and it actually got judiciated at some point. But in both of these cases, it was kind of over before it was over. He ended up being acquitted of all four murders. Oh, actually, I think only one of the boys died. But and they they all happened to be black, and he was white, so that's not good. Al Sharpton, of course, was involved. So there's a lot of just conflict from every direction. It was just really more interesting than anything. Um, You don't really have to take sides with any of it, but to see how the judicial system was behind the press and especially behind the tabloids and opinion media. I mean, imagine, you know, the stuff that goes on now would be great for this show and it hasn't made it there yet, but uh, I will say real quick, this was co-produced by George Clooney. Okay. Handsome man. Clooney. Yeah. Good looking guy. Also great tequila. What's his tequila? Casamigos. Okay. Yeah. I would, I, someone get me a bottle of it once and I was like, uh, George Clooney's tequila. And I was like, you didn't even need salt or a lime with it. It's good. Yeah. It's some smooth tequila. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Casamigos by George Clooney. Enjoy. Use promo code Binger Purge for <laughs> half off your first bottle. Uh, anyway, Trial by Media. It's a six-episode docuseries on Netflix, and uh, I give it a binge. Awesome. Four binges this week. Wow. That's great. Has that ever happened? I don't know. Don't make me go back and listen to all our <laughs> stuff. Maybe, probably, who knows. But uh, let's recap, shall we? Okay, upload Amazon original series, 10 episodes, roughly half an hour. Binge, 
Uh, the Wrong Missy, Netflix original movie, David Spade. It's a Sandler production. Lauren Lapkus rocks. Binge again. The Rainbow documentary. This was on what? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, all about the history of rock and roll, the Sunset Strip. Uh, good decisions and bad decisions. Yeah, and, lots <laughs> and, of bad and ones. great food, too. That was a binge. And then finally, Trial by Media, the docuseries, especially episodes one and two, binge. The rest of it's probably just as good or almost as good, so that's a binge as well. Right on. And I do want to stress one more time, Lauren Lapkus, Andy Allo. Those are my standouts this week. I loved both of them. I agree. Right? Yep. Now, where can people find us? Almost anywhere. Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, YouTube now. Yes. Uh, Listen note. You can email us at binge or purge podcast at gmail.com. Facebook slash binge or purge. Twitter at binge or purge. Instagram at binge or purge podcast. Or just swing by my place when we're recording and hang out. Yeah. We're open. On the street, hit us up. Yeah. Not literally hit us, but, you know, keep your six-foot distance and tell us how much you love the show. Yeah. As always, we want to thank Jess the Facts. You can follow Jess the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. And that's it for this week. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binger Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>